Hi there, friends. This is Mitch speaking with you. Just wanted to make it clear that the harms that uh, interpersonal violence does to the people who are subjected to it or who witness it are not, you know, neutralized or removed or really even minimized uh, just because uh, the person who perpetrated that violence is in the throes of a mental health crisis or a mental illness. So, just to make it crystal clear, mainly for myself, Christopher and I are in no way defending or excusing the actions of the drifter character in this film. Thank you so much for listening. Enjoy the episode. This guy's been out for a month now, and he's already killed three people, including his wife and his daughter. Now, he's a psychopath, and I want him. I want him dead or alive. Come on, baby. Yeah, come on. Start up. Come on. Talk to me. Come on. Welcome to Definitely First Blood. My name is Mitch. And I'm Christopher, and we are a horror movie podcast. We talk about horror movies from the 70s, the 80s, the 90s, the early 2000s, and sometimes, sometimes today. today. Hi, how are you? How uh, the heck are you? I'm doing all right. How are you? I'm good. It's our first rainy, humid day of the summer Yeah, kind of. And we're here recording a podcast. Yes. Hi. Hi. So... Last episode. Last episode. We were like, what was that movie that we can't remember? Yes. And then we remembered it's Jacob's Wife. Jacob's Wife. I didn't dislike it. I think it was fine. Um, I'm never going to be mad at Barbara Crampton. Oh, definitely not. Phenomenal. I think my, my Amazing. biggest like thing about it mm -hmm. was it was still very much told from his perspective, even though it was a story about her finding herself. Yes. And that kind of bugs me. I think there could have been more Barbara Crampton unless... Larry, er, Harry Fassenden. Hell, Larry Fassenden? Hell yes. The the vampiric presence was pretty uh, nicely done, I thought. Played by the nun from The Nun. Oh. Valak. Valak. The, the ever uh, subtly named. <laughs> and showcase. Um, we also watched Mortal Kombat and mm -hmm. fucking loved it. 
It was really fun. Yeah, it was like a sort of horror adjacent. Classic gory. throwback to loved it. Like action movies, classic brain off action movies that were just a little bit of fun. Yeah, no, I really yeah. liked it. It was good. The fatal, the fatal. Thoroughly enjoyed watching it. Fatalities, as you mentioned, were excellent. Yeah. Did we watch anything else? I feel like we did. Right? We briefly I mean, mentioned it was my the power, birthday, which was fine. Yeah, we talked last about that last episode, time. Yeah. I don't think we've watched anything else. Hmm. Okay, that's uh, cool. I listened to, I will say it's horror, Jason, because it's like a thriller with oh, yeah. a lot of murder. Okay, cool. Uh, it's a James Pattison book, which is pretty pulp, but it was narrated or read in the audiobook version by Ari Fliakos, who also narrated uh, the Carter and Lovecraft books that I really liked. Okay. Uh, I mean, whatever. It is one of those like airport books, I guess. Uh, but an airport book. it has left me with something that will never leave my mind chlamydia tb3 oh. toby baby three i'll never forget it <laughs> yeah that's how she remembered the name of the or the the license plate number of this one character because oh. her dog's name is toby who she was walking and she and toby's her baby and toby's three years old so toby baby three tb3 nice never going to leave my mind for the is rest that, of my that's life. not a major plot point that you're spoiling is it no okay good just wanted to make sure, Not you know, you never know. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you for checking. I'm sure our audience appreciates yeah. it. And this week, we're back on our slasher movie bullshit. It's been a while. Yeah. Well, a couple weeks. But, you know. And we are back with Deadly Intruder. In, in case you didn't read the name of the podcast. Um, What did you think? I... Mm, it seemed just like a lot of, like whatever honestly <laughs> this movie surprised me okay um i really enjoyed it I, the good. message is obviously weird i thought jesse the the actress who played jesse was fantastic yeah oh the, i thought the acting was acting good was i like the cinematography yeah. uh direction i guess too to i just extent. thought it was strange yeah but that's yeah, just yeah. me I, I like really hate the message it's like a an r slash nice guy sort of yeah sort of deal um but that's it i did really like it Mm-hmm. Um, so I like that there are a bunch of kills. Yeah, it is directed by John McCauley, who prior to the, the bleh, bleh, who prior to doing this did a film called Rattlers in 1976, mm-hmm. which I'm sure you can assume what that is about. Uh, babies. Uh, yeah, it was written by Tony Krupe. He was an actor in a few things prior to this, and in this he plays the Drifter. Okay. It uh, stars Molly Cheek as Jessie. She is maybe best known for being Jim's mom in the American Pie movies. Mm. Um, she played Trudy Dalton, so Justin Long's mom in Drag Me to Hell. Christopher Holder as Bob. He was in soap operas Edge of the Night and Another World back in the 80s. Uh, from the Partridge family, Danny Bonaducci as John. Mm-hmm. Uh, Laura Melton as Amy, Stuart Whitman as Captain Pritchett. We've talked about him previously from Night of the Lepus. Uh, I knew I recognized him from somewhere. Uh, Santos Morales as Carlos. He was in a lot of things. Um, he seems to have mostly have been a character actor mm-hmm. with roles like guard, bartender, post office clerk, <laughs> truck driver. Uh, Daniel Green as Danny. Oof. Mm-hmm. Oof. Mm-hmm. He's got some cute pictures online, let me tell you. I see. He is in Falcon Crest, Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, Me, Myself, and Irene, Shallow Hell, Hall Pass. He plays a cop a lot. He had big arms. Yeah, he is like big muscle guy. <laughs> That's what he's known for. 
Marcy Hansen is Kathy. David Schroeder is Grotowski. Uh, he's a very prolific actor. He's in lots of things where he is like salesman, boat dock owner, Travis's dad, that sort of thing. Of course. And then I would say his biggest role might have been he was Robert Smith in Mulholland Drive. Interesting. Um, but then this movie also has porn, very prolific and famous porn star Ben Dover as Wayne and Kurt Bryant, who is a hugely successful stunt coordinator from, uh, like, Neon Demon, mm-hmm. The Final Girls, Logan, The Disaster Artists, uh, pretty much every Michael Bay movie. Interesting. And I think they were the orderlies at the beginning. Ah, uh, okay, because I was going to say, I have no idea. Who and also <laughs> Tommy Ramone of the Ramones as the construction foreman at the end. Whoa. Yeah. So. That's crazy. Shall we dive into yeah. discussing this film? Right out the gate, I really loved the Thorn EMI logo at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really great. Stuff. I agree. Uh, I like the music. Mm-hmm. But it was definitely giving me like Halloween oh, yeah. meets Exorcist, but mostly Halloween. Yes, I thought the exact same thing. That's almost, it was very, very that. Breaking out of ye old madhouse. Yeah, from a sanitarium, never good. I will say that the employees of this place put forth exactly zero effort in trying to catch the guy. All two of them? Yeah, conveniently. Let's split up. There is a home under construction (laughs) relatively close. So our escapee just goes in there. Mm -hmm. He does get followed by the orderlies. First guy goes in, gets beaten to death, followed quickly by the other guy. And the next day, we see this drifter Mm -hmm. uh, sort of sneaking around this beautiful home. Well, I guess it's the killer, not the whatever. I think I use them interchangeably sometimes in my Mm -hmm. notes. Anyway, uh, where a woman is getting her morning on the go. And a killer sneaks in. She's washing the dishes, the radio's on, and we get a Robert Hart has escaped the mental institution. Look out. Mm Mm-hmm. And then she goes back to Washington. <laughs> and uh, then he sneaks in, comes up behind her, and drowns her in the sink. I Terrible way to go. Hate, first of all, I thought it was going to be a fake out. Oh, really? Yeah. Like a classic, like, oh, it's oh, it's just you. Don't sneak up on me like that. Oh. Um, but although, I mean, I guess the fact that he steps directly on a big flower is kind of an indication that it's not. Uh, and then he leaves her on the floor. Lots like of garbage. very unnecessary breast shots. Yeah. But it is an 80s horror movie for you. And then he steps on a wicker basket that was on the table and then crunches it. So the killer goes upstairs and number one, you see that he has muscles. Mm-hmm. And number two, he grabs some new clothes and we're off to the police station where we meet Carlos mm-hmm. and Danny. But more importantly, we meet Boris the farting dog. Yes. Who is not really in this movie. No. But he is. He's obviously the star. Yes. There is an APB out about this escaped murderer. They say that it happened three months ago, I think. And he already murdered his, his wife and daughter. daughter. And Danny... Crazy that he would marry his daughter. ...was supposed to be going on vacation, mm-hmm. but naturally this takes precedence. He can, however, go to Jesse's house with his girlfriend, Kathy, mm-hmm. for dinner that night. So he goes to call her up and let her know... 
and we learn that Danny put the dog poop in Carlos's cup. Did you notice? Did you notice that Carlos's mug is broken? It doesn't have a handle on it. Oh, really? Yeah, nice. it's strange. Um, anyway, and I also love that too. Like, oh, this coffee smells like dog shit. Yeah, um, but you don't look <laughs> in it at all. Or all right, Kathy is real upset about this canceled vacay. Oh yes, um, and we head out to this highway where a drifter is hitchhiking, slowly walking and hitchhiking. He's getting no love. Nobody will stop, and that's when he sees Jesse's car and decides to follow her to her house, which is way out in the country. Yeah, uh, she's wearing this amazing flowy blanket scarf. I thing. also notice this red perfect hair wrap scarf. she looks fucking amazing great. house uh, is super cute too it's so 70s mm-hmm. the drifter is super humanly fast and follows that pinto right up the road <laughs> um meanwhile at this clothing store called bubalina yeah or, <laughs> so i actually looked that up okay i guess bubalina is a, a famous greek heroine um oh. from, from real life Okay. She was um, part of the Greek Revolution, or like the Greek War of Independence. She's considered the first woman admiral of the Imperial Russian Navy. I see. Yeah. Makes sense. She's a naval commander. She's very important, I guess, in that sort of thing. And then she got shot in the head, not during war, but because her son eloped with someone's daughter or something. So. Sucks shit. Uh, perfect name for a clothing store, then. Yeah. <laughs> Unisex clothing store. Uh, Bob mm-hmm. works there, our lead man. Mm-hmm. And also John, Danny Bonaducci. Uh-huh. Bob's being left alone to close the store. They um, just got new inventory in. And he does indeed know how to get to Jesse's. Yes. Oh, and John is making a cake. Very. Dinner. John's whole thing is John loves food. He's a foodie, but he's the foodie. Yes. Yeah. And he's not a gross you know how normally the like food guy is like gross Corpulent, guy in movies yeah. like this? Yeah. Um dinner parties, am I right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh Jesse is busy setting up for the dinner while this drifter lurks around watching her from Ooh, windows. Wow, I hated this. Sneaking into sheds. Mm-hmm. He knocks on the door to ask for food, which like is, a fucking, of course, not vibing with. Like a fucking creep. He's just standing in the dark. He doesn't say anything at first, and he's like I'm hungry, I want some food. Yeah, he got laid off, and he's hungry, so she Lucky. offers to make him a sandwich, and he offers to clean her yard. Mm-hmm. She says no, but then by the time she gets back to the window, he's already outside chopping wood mm-hmm. for her. Um, we see John icing his cake, and we meet his partner, Amy. <laughs> You're so I thought, sexy I thought you John cook. and Amy were cute. Yes. I liked me them. Me too. Bickering back and, and forth. They were like a very uh, uh, I guess Harry Met wife, Sally yeah. sort of couple. And back at Jesse's, she packs up the drifter's sandwich mm-hmm. and brings it out to him. Two sandwiches. Uh, she does get startled by him standing there with a big axe. Yeah. Um, and she goes back inside, pours herself a big wine, and he gets back to creeping around the house. Yep, just walking around and around and around and then looking in the windows. power goes out, which Uh-oh. is a thing that emergency services knows about and is working on. Instantly. What terrible luck. They instantly know. Well, they were probably already... Oh, that's working true. On it, right, that's and true. that's probably what was like fucking it up. I don't know. So she calls John, who doesn't answer. Because I what the fuck? He's hyper fixated on icing his cake and listening to his music. Very Amy loud. has to get out of the fucking shower to answer this fucking phone. Yeah, John is useless. 
other than making cake. For some reason, Jesse hesitates to tell Amy the whole situation. Yeah. She's like, I know how John gets about overcooked meals. Haha, <laughs> that's the reason why I'm calling. Not, Tough shit no for other John. no other reason, haha. <laughs> the lights come back on. Jesse mm-hmm. sees that the axe is back in the wood, and we see that the guy is still skulking around. <sighs> I absolutely loved all the like tracking shots of the outside of the house of like him lurking around in front of the windows and stuff. Definitely. I think it was like really really effective he's a constant unseen presence yeah well i guess we see him john and amy get there with their cake and they let themselves in Uh, which means she didn't have her door locked yes i also noticed that and she doesn't she sleeps i mean granted i always my parents always lock the door in my house yeah i don't know if that's something your parents did (laughs) but just well, Why wouldn't you? She knows that a guy was just there. Anyway, oh, true. Right? Yeah. So even more. But anyways. Yeah. Uh, John goes on this whole thing about garlic and the roast that Jesse's making. Like, fuck you, man. <laughs> oh, John, what'd you make? Chocolate cake. Ah, with all natural ingredients. Is that roast? Now, did you remember to inject garlic into the meat? Of course. You know, cooking without garlic is like making love without foreplay. <laughs> what has he been reading? Sucks in the chef. Uh-huh. And elsewhere in Midvale, mm-hmm. uh, a mechanic is working underneath a yeah. car when Killer comes in and he lowers it down onto him. And squishes Crushing him, him to death. Ah. No, thank you. And then takes all of his money. <laughs> the Killer takes the money, goes back, and we go back to mm-hmm. Jesse's and her fabulous dip. That's I didn't John, catch that John part. says, fabulous dip. Oh, good. Anyway, Bob arrives, and this is his first time meeting Jesse. Mm-hmm. Kathy and Danny are still MIA. Mm-hmm. So Jesse sends John and Bob to go down to the road to see if they're having car troubles. Yes. And they split up. Mm-hmm. The killer grabs the axe from the wood, and then we go to Danny and Kathy trying to get the car started. Yep. So... Our killer is extremely busy. He's a busy Knowing killer. Knowing who it is, yes. Mr. Mr. Bob, how could he have done that? How did he break away from John? Well, they split up. Oh. They decide to split up. But I mean, like, how did he find these people who are X distance away down the road with their broken down car? Maybe he's kill them really fast like the And drifter. get back. He's really fast like the drifter. Yeah. He can I run guess. as fast as a pinto. Just like really busy. Yes. Busy, very busy. busy people very convenient. Yeah. That he would think, oh, well, <laughs> I should go kill those people right now then. So Danny does a fake scare. Mm-hmm. Which Kathy. I hated. So she pays him back by honking the horn. Loved it. And they just cannot get this car started. And just like one would expect... The killer comes up behind them and axes Danny in the back. And then, Danny, come on. This isn't funny anymore, Danny. Seriously, Danny, come on out. So she gets out, mm-hmm. sees the dead body right away. Yep. And then the killer comes and shoves her head into the motor. Oh, right, right into the spinning fan. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, nasty. Yeah. Not a good way to go. Back at the house, uh, John has made it back, but Bob is still MIA. Mm-hmm. John goes out to get some wood, and then he gets startled by Bob, oh, blah, Bob's blah, blah, blah. They go inside. John absolutely loves talking about this food. Mm-hmm. Um, it's all very, like, surface-level shit. <laughs> oh, certainly. And then Bob is building a beautiful fire. Yeah, he flirts with Jesse. Mm-hmm. And then <laughs> Amy and Jesse go to gingerly mash some potatoes with milk, as, yeah. uh, as John, John says, suggests. Don't beat them up. Might as well mash the potatoes. Mm. 
mash them gingerly, just a little milk. And they talk about how Bob is ob into Jesse. Yeah, we get a POV shot of the drifter from like looking in outside at them, like he's uh, Brian Cranston Dejected. in Wakefield. Yeah, or like uh, <laughs> it's a wonderful life. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Dinner is served. Bob explains that he's new in town. Mm-hmm. He was lucky to get this job from John. He's actually from Canada. <laughs> and okay. I could not understand what he said in terms of like specifically where he's from because they ask him and then he answers and they all groan. Yeah. He says, all of me. What part oh, of Canada are you from? Oh my God. See, I was like, Aloe? Where the fuck is yeah. Aloe? And why are they, why are they groaning about it? Yeah. Gotcha. I'd listened to it two or three times and I was like, I don't, I can't hear what he said. I also had to listen to it twice uh, to understand So John it. says you've only been in town about two or three weeks. When I came into town, I didn't have a job or friends. And then I saw John's Help Wanted sign, and now I have a job and friends. Hey, and I ended up with the best salesman I've had in years. But really, you haven't been to the store in a long time. Bob's made some radical changes. Yeah, I haven't been anywhere in a little while. Um, so where are you from originally, Bob? Canada. Oh, what part? All of me. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm really from Vancouver, BC. That's all he ever talks about, is how beautiful it is up there. It is. So what brings you here? Well, I write for the Canadian Star, and I'm doing a series of articles on how people feel about today's problems. So I'm taking some odd jobs, which gets me close to the everyday average person. Well, that sounds great. It is. It is and, and working for John in a small town is perfect. Then I know I'm with the most average person that I know. Yeah. Thanks yeah. a lot. Yeah. Uh, he's actually from Vancouver, where he works for the Canadian, Canadian. Star. You know, <laughs> our national newspaper. He's writing articles <laughs> about how people feel about today's problems, um, and he's taking odd jobs just to get to know people personally. Totally normal. Not suspicious. The group tells some jokes over dinner, such as, how do you know the difference between perverted and kinky? One uses the feather, the other uses the whole chicken. (laughs) (laughs) You know, I talk a lot about the driving to the place scenes, but I very rarely talk about the having dinner together scenes, and they're pretty much just as prevalent, especially in a lot of these, like, more off-the-beaten-path slashers. Definitely. Like, when you think back to uh, the one we watched a few Mm -hmm. weeks ago. I know exactly the the one you're thinking about. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They're always over food or around that table. I also love that they're sitting around the table uh, like it's the Last Supper. Oh, yeah. It's facing <laughs> it's the camera. Very, yeah. It's perfect. I mean, I guess Kathy and Danny would have been That's on the true. other side, but I mean, mm-hmm. they're dead, so it was still funny. Anyway, there's an electrical repairman who's yeah. working on the wires, which we already knew about, which is a nice way to work in the power outages, I thought. I think yes. It didn't seem too like wedged in there. Mm-hmm. Um, Jesse drops some exposition that she won't miss the power outages about living in the country. Yeah, because she's moving away. Yeah, which is good. It's mm-hmm. fun. Um, they run out of wine, so Bob runs off to get something. Mm-hmm. And this is where he has to have been a very fast guy. Yes. Because the repairman finds Kathy and Dennis's bodies, and then the killer comes and kills the repairman by stabbing him in the eye with a screwdriver. Immediately. And the eye comes out. Um, like a cocktail olive. And then Bob comes back, and he was flexing by bringing Dom for the party. Uh Oh, this must have cost your whole salary. You shouldn't have, but I'm glad you did. (laughs) (laughs) If someone gave me a bottle of Dom Perignon champagne, I would be like, this is too much. 
that's a joke, right? She's like, oh. It's crazy. I mean, you did buy it for me anyway. It's a crazy thing to do. (laughs) We see um, the drifter skulking around Mm -hmm. some more. And he finds a sickle or it's like a comma. It's, it well, looks, I guess commas are more like, like side. Yeah, it looks like a sickle from the communist flag. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's a name for those, but I can't remember what they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, there's more eating and they all gather around drinking and eating cake. Mm-hmm. Ooh, the cake's so good. Bob and Jesse are really heading it, like hitting it off. Mm-hmm. Um, and John wants to play some games. But Jesse isn't really interested, so Amy and John leave, mm-hmm. which leaves Bob and Jesse alone. Ooh, they're gonna smooch. Um, yeah. So off go Amy and John. I I think the couple, like the actors, had a lot of chemistry. Oh, definitely. Um, Our drifter is really taking it to a tree outside. Well, he this. follows them to their car, but they drive off. So mm-hmm. then he watches Bob and Jesse make out by the fire mm. um, before she cuts it short because she'd rather just be alone. Yeah. So he asks her out for the following night, and they agree on going to like a movie. Oh, and he's fucking wheedling. Yeah. It's so, like, hey, tell you what, instead though, okay, here's what we're gonna do. <laughs> Hated it. Hated it. And then that, after seeing all of this, that's when our our guy went and, uh, you know, exactly chops chops some trees Ooh, down. Grr, he's gonna get so that mad. Tree. Mm-hmm. Bob leaves, which leaves Jesse alone. Mm-hmm. To clean up both the mess from the dinner party and also herself. Mm-hmm. But that sucks having to clean up all that yeah, shit. Yeah, I don't well, know. I, guess... I just really love the long tracking shots of both her and then him, like, sort of walking around the outside. Mm-hmm. It was very effective, I thought, anyway. Yes. Um, Jessie strips down for a bath. There's lots of gratuitous oh. shots of her bod. Oh, my um, god! I'm assuming it's because it was a body double, so they couldn't show her face. Yes. So they were just, like, full... Here's this woman's naked body. Yes. And um, just not that it doesn't make it less gratuitous or anything. Splashing water. It's just like, because it's still extremely male gazy. Well, they keep cutting back to it over and over again. And it's like, this isn't, <laughs> she's literally just splashing water on herself. Like, this isn't even. Ooh, tiddly. Meanwhile, the drifter fully breaks into her house yes. and starts looking through all of her stuff, oh, eating shit, this. drinking out of bottles. So gross to think mm-hmm. about. Um, touching he, everything yeah he goes into her bedroom for a bit really icky to think about mm-hmm. um anywho she gets out of the bath she calls carlos mm-hmm. to ask if he's seen danny uh, he hasn't and danny's like oh well, you know they were gonna go on vacation so maybe they just ran away and then she heads to bed but the drifter is still in there Uh-oh. he rips her phone out and she kind of hears something but she goes to look out the window yeah i guess uh, he watches her going to sleep, which is fucking terrifying. Mm-hmm. Remember when that was happening here when we were in college? Yes. Where the guy was like breaking into the women's bedroom and just by sta- Fanshawe. Standing and, over them and yeah. watching them sleep until they woke up. Which is yeah. kind of exactly what happens. He gets into bed with her and she starts screaming and we cut to the next day. She is tied up in her shed, which is oh. just across the way. Sorry, that was our speaker yeah. shutting off. Yeah, yeah. Um, and... She's all tied up. He's mm-hmm. like stroking her and stuff. Uh, can I also add how surprised I was when we rolled into a second day, like fifty minutes in? Mm-hmm. I thought for sure everything was going to happen in one night. Why for sure. It? I don't understand why it didn't. So kudos for that, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, he catches her a cricket. She's like, "Oh my god, they're good luck. You're crazy." Because he caught a cricket. What are you? What are you doing to me? Why, why are you doing this? Good luck. 
crazy. So Not because he tied her drags up. over this rocking chair and sits there watching her before he falls asleep. Mm-hmm. Um, well, she just sits there. I mean, she probably should have given it a tad more time before trying. <laughs> I mean, not again to untie herself, not to criticize the person being subjected to violence yeah. here. But yes, I, th- I feel like that's the safe because bet. she's so quick to do that, and then she like slowly sne- <laughs> sneaks past she, him. She closes the door for no reason. She makes it outside. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, now if there was a time for running quickly, mm-hmm. this was certainly it. Um, but she goes back to her house and she does not lock her door behind her. Nope. But she finds her phone dead. She goes for her car, which of course is sabotaged. Mm-hmm. Um, the engine wakes him up and he runs out after her and starts shaking the car. Just shaking it, like punching it, but not on the glass. Cause you could tell they couldn't afford to pay for new windows. You know, gotta give her credit for her commitment to trying to start the car. Yes. Um, he just goes in through the hatch, which mm-hmm. gives her time to escape back into the house where she finally locks the doors. Mm-hmm. And she does think she's safe. <laughs> Leaning against the yeah, glass door, being like, breaks through oh, and thank grabs God. her. I've put the chain lock on this door. Yeah. I'm I mean, I don't have all of these windows that this clearly unstable man could just break through or anything. I mean, again, whatever. not to criticize the victim here. No. But you got to lock lock, lock them, but immediately arm up, yeah. take a defensive position. In a corner, maybe, with a pike of some kind? Maybe. She has lots of weapons in this house. She does. And at Boobalina, mm-hmm. Bob tries calling her. But it's busy. It is. And the drifter takes Jesse out for a picnic, some With- sodas. I thought that was really funny. Okay. When he like gives her the Coke and then he's like, actually, no, I want the Coke. Oh, I didn't notice that. But <laughs> I noticed the sandwiches he gives her are the sandwiches that she gave him the night before. Yeah. Hilarious. <laughs> Sucks shit, man. But yeah, she has like the, he has the sodas mm-hmm. and then he gives her the Coke and then he... It's like, no, I want the Coke. <laughs> well, I mean, at least that's an honest understanding of his character. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'll take your stuff. He finds care. the whole it. thing very nice. Yes. Um, she tells him that she doesn't want to die. So she'll so let she, him do whatever he wants. She won't fight him. But he doesn't seem interested in Dying's that, Dying's really. not so bad. Um, he, I, I guess he really does just want to talk to her. Well, it's, it's that fantasy where this is actually like... Yeah something that happens they talk about her job as a cost estimator for her dad's mm-hmm. construction company so she's got to be smart um she asks if she can put on some clothes because mm-hmm. she's very cold so he brings her back to her house to change mm-hmm. um he unties her and then he like stands outside the door and starts trying a hat, hat on um, but he doesn't like the... yeah this guy's clearly in the throes of like an, a mania there's a click clack <laughs> yeah there's something going on uh, she has a lock on the inside of her bedroom a chain lock which she throws mm-hmm. before sneaking out the window and he smashes a mirror because he hates the way this hat looks i guess well he just hates looking at himself i think is what he tries to, to go in but he immediately is like there's a chain i'll just overcome it easily yeah which he does <laughs> she runs into the wild hills of california mm. He's in hot pursuit, and she finds the repair van with the dead body inside, which, of course, gives him time to catch her again. Because he can run as fast as a car. And at the clothing store, Bob Mm -hmm. and John talk about how he's supposed to be going on this date with Jesse, and how she isn't answering her phone. So John, fully just, like, cranking. 
plants this idea that oh she's ha- oh she's probably having lunch with Nick. She's and, probably been talking all day yeah, with Nick. You think a girl like Jesse doesn't have other guys? Uh, blah, blah, blah. But he's who's like, oh, I'm Nick? Just, I'm just kidding. Who's no, Nick? I'm kidding. Um, yeah. Back at the homestead. And that night, she offers to make dinner for the drifter. Mm-hmm. He's not hungry. Bob tries calling more. And then some guy shows up to ask for directions. Like a salesman. Yeah. So he, like, gags her. Mm-hmm. She immediately starts screaming for help. But mm-hmm. he's like, nope, no, gagging you. And again, this man just walks into her house. Which is, I mean, okay, if this <laughs> movie, I don't think this movie had intentional messages behind it necessarily that were very um, good. No. But I like that idea of just people repeatedly just fucking walking into her house without asking. What the fuck? <laughs> I guess you're supposed to be like, oh, it's a small town. I don't know. I don't know either, but it's just. But sort of also, like, why would this guy, the drifter, who, think to lock the door? Exactly. But uh, I don't know. It's just like an interesting, like, this is. This no, is, I totally agree. Men just believe they can come into women's lodge. Like, Have this. you ever just walked into someone's house? Uh, one time I accidentally got off on the wrong floor of the elevator and I opened a door to the apartment in the same place as ours that's not ours. And then oh. I immediately shut the door and ran away. Didn't you say it was empty though? It might have been. I but, didn't open it to like, yeah. to, as soon as I was like, why aren't any dogs barking? I was like, oh, <laughs> oh no, fuck. rock floor. Oh, fuck. Yeah. oh my God, that sucks so bad. I remember you telling me about that. Oh, well, I was mortifying. So, I was mortified and I was worried that I had scared someone. You know, I guess I leave the apartment door unlocked mm-hmm. all the time. Not really, not at night. Definitely not. <laughs> but at during night. the day, because I'm just like, it would take so much effort to get in here and to get me, in here. Especially during the I guess day. I am now broadcasting that on the internet, but who would want to kill me? I'm. Who would want to kill little old me? me. I could never be a victim. No one would no ever one. think I'm cute enough to murder. No Ooh. Oh, I can't wait for them to play this at the trial. <laughs> so, um, yeah, she manages to ungag herself mm-hmm. and scream for help, mm-hmm. which the guy hears, but the drifter just immediately punches the In guy. In the gut, and then ties him up. Like, drags him out of the house to the shed. How are you going to drag this guy? This guy just looks like he's heavy. Dead weight? <laughs> dragging this guy and then yeah. stringing him up like a... like a He's tied up like a pig? Um, Hard to do. All right. And then things really take a turn. This yes. is when the movie really... S- I, okay. Yeah. What, I'll talk about it in a second. Mm-hmm. But anyway, so Bob goes to John and Amy's. Yes. Again, just lets himself in. Mm-hmm. Um, he tells them she's with Nick. He hasn't been she? able to reach Jesse and is very upset. Mm-hmm. Who is she talking to? Um, Amy tells him like Jesse has not had a date since her mother died. Mm-hmm. But then Bob tries calling one more time, and yeah. he's just getting more pissed he's and like, more angry. She threw me out, and yeah, and she's, she's like, uh, yeah, she doesn't just she doesn't even know you. She doesn't hook up with just anyone. Exactly. And it's like totally, totally she's just playing games with me. <sighs> She's with Nick, isn't she? John, who's Nick? I was teasing him. I told him that Jesse was having lunch with some guy named Nick. She is with Nick, isn't she? Bob, you know John by now. He's always kidding. Jesse hasn't had a date since her mother's death. Yeah, well, I'm going to try just one more time.
You believe me now? Bob, we believe you. Why don't you just drive up there? Maybe the wind screwed up the lines again. Oh, she, she's playing games with me. Josie's not the game playing kind. Hey, what's with you, man? You just met the girl. Why don't you relax, have a drink? Better yet, have some homemade ice cream. She laid me on. She, she threw me, threw me out. What did you expect? Jesse doesn't hop in the sack with just anybody. You're not just anybody. So shut your goddamn mouth! I love in this how they keep cutting back to the, the wood-paneled uh, basketball game on the TV. Yeah. Uh, like in funny games when they keep cutting to the NASCAR and stuff like that. Just, he starts like getting more and more agitated. And then he throws Bob across the room and he starts beating him up before throwing his, like shoving his head through the TV. Like all, like throwing him through the TV. And then he strangles Amy to death. Like he just holds her up. Yikes. And she dies. I and know. the whole time their neighbor's like, turn down I that TV. so bad. I cared so much that they died because yes. they made it so far. And I was just like, oh, they're probably just like not going to die. And then they did. It's crazy that he goes to their house first. Yeah, and here's the thing. Like, I was so sure that he was the killer the whole time. Oh, me too. Just, like, iced. Very similar sort of vibe. Mm -hmm. Um, But just some of it didn't make sense timing-wise, where I was like, oh, okay. So it it has to be the drifter. Yeah. I was like, so kudos to the movie. It's like a fake misdirection. Kudos is my word of the the episode. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, so... When it did actually unfold that way, I was like, oh, all right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I guess that makes sense. Um, so the cops show up to John and Amy's place mm-hmm. and they find the bodies. Yeah, the their neighbor who was yelling about the TV. I love classic neighbor in distress, hair curlers, house coat. Yeah. I well, she was yelling at them the whole time. Yeah, it was fantastic. others were getting, which is I think I've probably talked about it on the podcast before, mm-hmm. like a recurring scary dream yeah. that I had growing up yeah. where like someone was killing me in my bedroom, which was right next to my parents and they like turned the radio up and then my parents were yelling at me to turn it down while I was being murdered in the next room. Um, I mean, to be fair, you do listen to a lot of sounds of screaming. Yeah. You know, it was honestly, okay. So if it would have been the radio from me growing up, it would have been like, and I, or I keep on falling in and out. So, because those were songs that played every single night, <laughs> multiple times overnight on my local radio station that must I would have listen been, to while must have been the DJ's going to songs. sleep. Um, and my God, they're both fine songs, mm-hmm. but at like midnight when you're like 16 and you've heard them and you're in your times. bedroom and you're just like, I cannot. This song is so boring. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, R.I.P. Ms. Houston. So, so Mrs. Belson is shown a photo. Mrs. Belson, is this the man who, do you recognize him? Well, yeah, but his hair is shorter and there's no beard. And it's certainly him. Oh, it is him. Oh, oh, detective. Oh. And then Carlos is like, what? long shot, but maybe he's out at Jesse West. What? 
What? Uh, Why would you connect those dots? Because Jesse called and they haven't heard from Danny. I guess. But that's so, just... I think that maybe he was like putting two and two together there. Maybe. Um, I don't know. So, and at Jesse's, mm-hmm. she is still trying to convince the drifter mm-hmm. to let her go. Please just don't taunt me. Um, how did you, what did you think of Jesse as a character? I think she was pretty shallow character. I mean, yes, there was hints at depth. Very much like dude writing a lady oh a hundred percent because mainly the things the what we get from her is her response to she like yeah she likes having dinner parties mm-hmm. she's pretty she has friends she has good fashion sense and she has friends and she's smart because she does the, the cost estimation, estimation yeah for her father's company i i kind of wish she would have done more you know what i mean or like we had seen her coming home from work instead of the grocery store or something yeah, like that. Yeah, something. Yeah. I don't know. I just wish there was like more from her about in general. her. Because even like John and Amy get more characterization yeah. than she does. He's the food guy. And, and Do you think maybe that's intentional? Because we're just sort of seeing her through these two men's eyes? Maybe. I, I don't think it Cause was. Because do we really ever see her when she's alone or not being watched? No. no. From the moment we see her, she's being watched by men. Exactly. Interesting. Hmm. I don't know if it's intentional or not. That's the thing that drives me well, crazy about this movie. I know, but here's the here's the thing. It, interpretation yeah. can is everything, yes. right? Yeah. So we can look at it in retrospect, even if it wasn't the intention. It's like fucking not to compare this to Shakespeare, but similar, <laughs> yes. where it's like, and maybe it was this intentional. Um, but it is interesting to look at her and for us to say these are the things we know about her when that is the things that the drifter knows about her and that is the thing that Bob knows about yeah. her. Like, Bob didn't know that her mom had died. We didn't know no. until Bob knew that her mom died. No. We didn't know any of that stuff until, like, John and Amy told us. We don't know that she worked until the drifter, like, asked her. Asked her. her. Yeah. Exactly. You know what? Maybe I'm going to give it that credit. Okay. I think. I think I'm going to say that to an extent that was definitely probably intentional because i just especially the interactions with the drifter since the drifter was played by the writer i do think that oh yeah so he chose to like play that character so it's probably as he intended when writing it it's it is interesting because the drifter operates as though nothing that he does is going to scare her. He's really frustrated that she's having these reactions and running away, but exactly. he's completely oblivious that like literally everything he's doing is creepy and scary and that a woman yeah. has legitimate reason to be afraid of him. <laughs> well, he is being like absolutely fucking nuts. Yeah. And he probably is in the throes of some sort of like, like we said before, like yeah. a manic episode or something maybe a is going on episode. Here. Something uh, like that. I, I don't know. Um, he starts because he starts crying. Yeah, about will. having a record and he can't find a job. And he always the things that he wants are right in front of them, but and he, he can just never them. have them. Incel. So he cuts the ties and he apologizes mm-hmm. to her. I'm and so sorry. It's like a moment of yeah. lucidity, like coming out of the mania. I, I guess. never meant to hurt you. Meanwhile, he cut her with this giant steak knife that she was convinced he was going to put through her. Yeah. 
And she starts yelling at him mm-hmm. and like, like sobbing. Like, what the that. fuck is wrong with you? And she's like yeah. hitting him like, are you like, what the hell? Look at what you've done to me. Yeah. Why don't you just untie me? Everything I ever wanted was always held out in front of me. I can't even get a decent job because I have a record. My whole life. Oh, please. Please don't do that. No, please don't. Don't, please don't kill me. Please, anything. No, please. please. I'm sorry. I never meant to hurt you. You never meant to hurt me. No. Look what you did to me. I tried to talk to you earlier, but you couldn't get away from me fast enough. So you break into my house, and you tie me up, and you drag me around and scare the hell out of me because you want some conversation? Why are you doing Why did you do this to me? I'm sorry. I need someone to talk to. You know, and I guess... Like, not that it's funny, yeah. but that, that would be... Because even when we do see her, like, interacting with um, him, mm-hmm. like, we are seeing her trying to, like, appease him mm-hmm. so that he will let her go. Yeah. So, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. Food for thought, I yes. suppose. But he is, like, I just wanted someone to talk to, which is, of course, fucking ridiculous because you can't treat people like that. You can't. I mean, I, if it is some sort of critique about the way that men act around women, some men have those expectations about women. They can they can rely on them for whatever it is that they want at the moment. And then mm. and the women don't have any say in whether or not they want to exactly. be a part of it. Like that is an interesting statement, but I'm just not sure if it's intentional. Yeah. Well, again, like whether or not it was intentional, we can yeah. look at it and say No, definitely. Here's how this can be interpreted. I don't know. So uh, they're having a screaming heart to heart sort of Yeah. And Bob shows yeah. up and is like, oh hey man. <gasps> He starts accusing her. This was pure dramatic irony because the second he fucking walked into that, I was like, he is going to murder her because he will think that he is cheating on, she's cheating on him. Exactly. The man that she met yesterday. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Both. Both of them are the fucking people she met yesterday. This this is actually getting like, this is like an interesting statement. She's actually known the drifter more. Yes. She's talked (laughs) to him more. Yeah. Seemingly. Yeah, exactly. Uh, she knows more about him. Yeah. He knows more about her. <laughs> it's so absolutely weird. bananas. So she notices the blood on Bob's shirt. And he's like, 
He starts beating up the drifter. She just screams the whole time. And then he like punches her. Hated this. She is just sitting on the floor screaming. Yeah. And I mean I do wish she would have done fight flight and freeze is definitely part of the fight flight and freeze response but like especially because she's had quite she i guess she did sleep a little bit but still holy fuck she's had a terrible like i i terrible day i would hope that if i were in this situation granted i watched one of those active shooter tv shows and some one of the survivors was like there was a woman who was just screaming the whole time yeah and i wanted to tell her to stop because I am bleeding out and I'd rather die <laughs> and stuff like that. And I was sort of like, okay, so maybe people do just sit there and scream the whole time, but it seems... To some extent, probably. I don't know. It I guess was it was very frustrating. And then he just... Oh, God. It, yeah. It's terrifying. This guy who you were making out with 12 hours ago is now like... Uh, oh, my fucking God, And man. then the drifter and he start tussling. Mm-hmm. The directions guy manages to break free and he comes back to the house. Yes. Um, he grabs a fire poker and he hits the drifter. Oh no. But then and she, and Jesse's like, like, throws no! it down because he's like, no! oh, good. I did it. But then uh, Bob gets the poker mm-hmm. and beats him to death with it, I believe. Yes. Um, which does give Jesse time to attempt to get the knife. Attempt. But Bob grabs it and he stabs the drifter. Ugh. Um, she runs outside just as the police are arriving. He's in there. Um, and inside the drifter pulls the knife out just as Carlos comes in and shoots the drifter. Immediately. Doesn't even say drop the knife. No. The drifter just says, no. Carlos executes him immediately. And then when he finds out it's the wrong person, he's just like, oh Oh, man. man. Bob has (laughs) disappeared. Like, come the fuck on, dude. Yeah. Um, cut to a construction site mm-hmm. a couple days later, I guess. Yes. Um, Jesse's dad's construction company. He's got a letter from Jesse. Yeah. And his foreman is like, oh, is that a letter from Jesse? Yeah, she's she's doing all right now. Yeah, talking <laughs> about how glad he is that the drifter saved Jesse's life and he's going to have a job with him as soon as he's better, just like Jesse promised mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Okay. I um, mean, okay, I will say... If Jesse is not expecting to ever see him again, maybe she's learned more about the Drifter. Well, I think Jesse is moving there, right? Oh, I didn't get that. That makes sense, though, because she's moving from the country to these developments. That yeah. makes sense. Oh, man. <laughs> I, like, I guess if it would make sense for to be like, I don't like you, and yeah. you scared the shit out of me, but you did save my life, so I'm going to try yeah. to help you a little bit and never talk exactly. to you again. And I suppose, like, if you are... This is such a like, like layered thing yes. to be talking about. Because I guess you could be like, okay, I can separate the fact that y- you were having an episode. A, an episode. Yeah, a break. You are now. You're in. You've been in the hospital. Yes. You're medicated. You saved my life. I'm going to try and give you a chance. Well, <laughs> by like, like getting you a job and literally hooking him. Now up. you can be seen as a hero. Hooking him up with a. Obviously not unskilled, but I would say uh, a job that has a lower barrier to entry. Yeah, well, I mean, fucking Bob just managed to go there and get a job. And he's literally no one. Yeah, he's nothing. He's nothing. So uh, when he's like, oh, you don't... What what did he say? I'm not just anybody, is what he said to Amy before he killed her. But, like, 
I, I mean, like, it has to be. Like, it's it, literally like one little, like, I, as thanks for saving my life and not murdering me and not wanting to murder me, apparently, yeah. I'm going to help you in this. I'm going to break off this little piece of kindness. Well, see, that's why this movie surprised me. Yeah. And the message is weird because I don't know if it's like. I mean, I he's, he's not a hero. He just did, he just happened yeah. to have yeah, saved because. I don't know. And I think you can be very that? appreciative There's like that. a there's like a saying thing that I can't. That's something fine. like don't don't worry about the snakes in in your garden, mm. worry about the snakes in your bed mm-hmm. or something like that. That's not a thing. Is that a thing? Is that a saying? I I get it what it is you, now. Like uh keep keep your friends close and your enemies close. Yeah, like thing. this guy was outwardly creepy. Yes. And aggressive and weird. Mm-hmm. Um, but he ended up being a good guy. It was the guy who was attractive and clean cut yes. that you actually had to look out for. Yeah, which is a weird Which message. I guess could be, well, you're putting mm-hmm. our <laughs> 2021 yes. hats on. Um, <laughs> I guess it could, you could look at it perhaps as being about like a class commentary. Yeah. Like this guy had nothing to offer her other than like he wanted to have a conversation <laughs> with her. Because he needed help, whereas the other guy chose to cover all of that up with like artifice and money and like dom and violence, shit. all all of this violence that he's used to intentionally get her alone. Exactly. Yeah, like, he was using tricks to try and get Jesse alone, which whereas is exactly what the, people who commit sexual violence The do. drifter mm-hmm. was very much like, hello, I got laid off. I'm having a hard time and I need a sandwich. Can you please give me a sandwich? Yes. I will work in your yard. And she was like, ooh, I'm scared of you. Yeah. <laughs> Rightfully for so. For good contextual reasons. And he does creep around her fucking house. And break into her house, come into her house, eat her food, all that sort Get of in stuff. bed with her, wash, wash her sleep. Her. Yeah. yeah. All terrible, bad inexcusable shit. yes but <sighs> but in his mind which i guess yeah. we're supposed to take the sympathetic view of he he wasn't really doing anything bad no but i i don't know i guess to me i'm unwilling to accept i don't really care what he was doing in his own mind i'm hopefully he's gotten help and now is able to yeah that's how it, okay head cannoning yeah. it yeah that's what happened with jesse after that she was like Ah. She's not, like she's not thankful that she met him but no. she's glad that she's alive yeah yeah she talked to the doctors after they were like this guy's fucking yeah. insanely schizophrenic mm-hmm. like we're getting him on meds mm-hmm. and she's like okay he obviously has not had any chances i'm going to do my best he saved my life like i said i'm gonna break him off this little piece of kindness that yeah. i can do exactly like it's not gonna hurt me hopefully and it's just like Maybe this is going to prevent something bad from happening to someone else. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So, so like those, those are. I don't know. I, I this movie okay, reminded me of something like where it was like a man and a woman, and the man refused to leave the woman. Maybe it's what about Bob that I'm thinking of? Where <laughs> there it's have like been Bill other Murray just won't leave him alone. <laughs> slashers where this has like been similar. Like Ice had a sort of a similar storyline. Uh, not with like the drifter, mm-hmm. just with like the the rich the rich murderer guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I know there have been other ones too, where it, it's like, well, where I think I guess I'm specifically thinking the guy who is initially scary 
and who maybe even abducts her doesn't actually try to kill her, but then someone else does. Yeah. He ends up saving her. Like, I feel like that annoying, frustrating plot line that I don't like. Someone write in. I'm drawing a blank, but (laughs) I'm pretty sure it's a movie that we've talked about on the pod before, Mm -hmm. because I feel like I know exactly what you're talking about, too. Um, Because I guess in this case, it wasn't, there was no Stockholm Syndrome. You know what, in Tara at Ten Keller, there is like sort of a similar thing where she's going out to the country to escape her abusive boyfriend Mm -hmm. um, and stay with her friends. Yes. Uh, And then there's like the handsome, rugged guy who lives there and he's actually a serial killer. This is probably Um, something like that. And then like her boyfriend is coming and you're like, oh, he's going to like save her, I guess, Mm -hmm. even though he's an abusive asshole. Um, But then he gets killed. And I don't, I think similar sort of vibe, I think. I don't know. But that, that dynamic of like, I don't know. Yeah. It's. Thankfully, not something that's super around as much anymore. I think no. because people vehemently find it distasteful. Yeah, well, and understandably so, so I would um, say. But I don't know. I the other thing that I really liked about this was, as as I already mentioned, yeah, Bob follows the sexual assault playbook so well. Like it's it's. I feel like it does happen more often where the rapist is is all the other characters like him he's well yeah exactly and and then all of a sudden for the one character who he decides to target he turns and 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 she gets to see the real him as he like subjects her to sexual violence that is so real because the and like the drifter is entirely unsympathetic the whole time until the very end when he starts where he has like his lucidity yes and he's like crying and being like i just needed someone yeah but and she's like, "What the fuck is yeah, wrong with you? Like, you can't, <laughs> yeah, you can't yeah. take, you can't take my life exactly away, so that you have someone to talk to for a day." Yeah, I don't know, uh, but but I don't know. I really, I really appreciate that because I think about like even modern allegories of sexual violence. Like, I'm thinking specifically of Thirteen Reasons Why. Okay, where the rapist, sure, he's quote unquote the popular guy, mm-hmm. but everyone knows he's a smug prick. Oh, you right? know, you know what I mean. He's not this. He's not a good, charismatic, or or like, he's not the kind of guy who would be like, okay, of course I'll go home. Of course it's fine that we you don't want to fuck me. Right? Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, he, the the rapist characters in most media don't say that. Whereas in reality, they will say that until they have an opportunity to commit violence. To do it. Yeah. I guess. So I guess I really like that about this movie. There's sort of like a similar sort of like give and take in um my bloody valentine with like axel yeah, and yeah yeah yes where axel's like the nice guy but he's actually like murderer yes that's you know what that might be i don't think it's exactly what i was thinking no of, but that it is, wasn't what i was thinking of that either, is but it just like popped good, into my that brain. is such a good and true parallel where it's like her her previous boyfriend was an asshole to her yeah even if they did care about each other <laughs> And he's the new boyfriend, super nice, but then he's going to murder her. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. So. I can't believe I didn't see, I hadn't thought about My Bloody Valentine in those contexts. Because that's even, that's an even better example of the, hmm. I'm going to wait to show you until you're alone and I can do what I want. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well. We've talked a lot <laughs> at length about this. And it's interesting because I wasn't sure that we would, but I'm glad that we did. I think we, again, sorry about the speaker. <laughs> Always right in the middle of a sentence, too. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. No, I'm glad we did too. I I don't know. The movie was interesting. I, I did enjoy this movie. I think overall message, weird message aside, mm-hmm. um, and like weird, just like sort of misplaced gratuitous inserts that maybe even were just like after the fact they were like we need to there were some there was like a, a 10 second cut of just a cop closing the car door and walking yeah like, like okay. stuff like that and i was like why is this included we already know the cops are there this doesn't establish anything. the bath scene specifically with her <gasps> um her hair is like dark brown and it was like blonde for most of the other Mm -hmm. movie but i just wasn't sure if it was because it was like pulled back or if it was like shot later Mm -hmm. but if it was like after the movie was done and they were like you need to put nudity in this no one's gonna watch this without nudity in it (laughs) like something like that maybe they they did but i'm not sure i don't know i don't know it's also i guess an interesting we christopher and i have just uh we're almost finished watching uh trial by media on netflix yeah finally watching it a year late and we just watched the one on the big eds uh the case that inspired uh uh, the accused starring jodie foster yes yep and something wild i mean granted it made me so mad (laughs) growing up growing up i always knew that people blamed women for sexual violence committed against them right yeah like what were you wearing what were you doing when we watched this fucking thing the people in the 80s were insane Yes. They were like, oh, she went into a bar. She must have wanted to have sex with, against her will with four guys on a pool table in you front know? of a crowd. It was wild them blaming her. So maybe this script is like a weird... And that was a huge national thing growing as well. Out of it. So... Like growing out of the same sort of thought about sexual violence, but, yeah. but not Well, it has to be, right? Because as we learned, that was like hugely, hugely like... One of the first broadcast media trials. Media yeah. spread everywhere. Mm-hmm. And there's no way that something that huge couldn't seep into horror movies, especially mm-hmm. in the 80s when there is all of this like stuff. So I, I really wish that I had known more about it that It probably case. inspired shit like this to some extent because it was insane yes it, it was, was insane. continues to be the fact that random joes off the street or in the in bars were like one this is entertainment and two haha i can be flipping about this as i want yeah i know like, i watching that there were times when it was like interviewing people on the street and i was like i'm so glad you died of fucking aggressive cancer probably yeah. you disgusting human women <laughs> being like well you know going into a bar at night yeah bananas going to buy cigarettes what the hell i don't it's know it's not funny but like a terrible yeah, I, actually you know what hey if you want to waste some time or you're looking for something to watch watch trial by media very well yeah. done i think we are the ones behind the the ball on that one definitely <laughs> definitely but if you haven't watched it i'm saying it's oh, exactly. definitely worth watching um six degrees of jamie lee yeah hell yeah well, because you liked the beverly hills chihuahua connection last i loved time, it uh, Molly Cheek, mm-hmm. so Jesse, was in Cougar Club with Loretta Devine, mm-hmm. who was in Beverly Hills Chihuahua with Jamie Lee Curtis. Mm-hmm. This movie actually had so many of them. Mm-hmm. Um, it could also be Molly Creek or Cheek was in Body Bag, Tom Arnold, who was in True Lies with Jamie Lee Curtis. Then, like, Stuart Whitman had a bunch. Mm-hmm. It was very easy, this one, to um, connect to Good. JLC. Um, is that it? I don't know. I will say, like... I feel like I cut us off. Like. No, no, no. Sometimes... <laughs> Sometimes you watch these movies and they're a slog to get through. Yeah. And sometimes 
uh, they're good and I don't want to write about them while we're watching it mm-hmm. just because I want to watch it. Well, and this was a weird one where yeah, I was like, I don't, I, I don't dislike you. this movie, but I'm also fine like taking time to like take notes. About yeah, no, it. I'm, I think we had like a pretty good discussion about it. Yeah, um, definitely. Sure, we sound like assholes or something. Of course, I am an <laughs> asshole. All right, uh, social media definitely first blood on Instagram. You can email us definitely first blood at gmail.com. We do have a Twitter. It's Def First Blood. Haven't posted on there in a while. I don't know if I will again, mm-hmm. just because Twitter, Twitter is a cesspool. It and really I hate it. is, and it's hard to look at without like getting angry. So yeah, um, yeah. The dogs are as, as always hear, getting antsy. So they know. Thank you so much for listening. We do really Seriously, appreciate thank it. You. I know we've been like a little like da 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 da. Highs and lows, back and forth, not posting on and, and posting. And my job is lately. Oh yeah! Oh my god! You're getting vaccinated tomorrow. Oh yeah! I forgot. Yeah. <laughs> Which for our American listeners might not be a big deal, but in Canada it definitely is. Okay. So, oh, our dog is very upset. Yes. 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 Okay. Okay. Thank you. Goodbye. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Okay. Bye.